Welcome, adjudicators, to another episode of Disputed, where two fictional characters go head-to-head, armed with only their advocates, and you will decide the outcome. Everything is Disputed. Yes, it is. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get here into this uh, second round of yes. the, uh, the Elite Eight. Yes. I mean, it seems like it's taken us forever to get here. But uh, yeah, I was looking through my Facebook memories, and a year ago, I guess it was today or yesterday, we were doing Axel Foley versus um, <laughs> Mike Lowry. Well, so. Mike Lowry. <laughs> Yeah. Thou shalt not. <laughs> oh God! I, can't, I wish I wish I could remember exactly what he said. That, what was it? Thou, Thou shalt not smash thine sister. <laughs> thine, like that. Yeah, thy, thine partner's sister or something like that. <laughs> Utterly, uh, that's uh, that's that was the first big line from yeah, the show. I will have I'll have to go find that and download it. <laughs> I'm sure I've got it somewhere. But uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend? Okay. <laughs> what's up blurs and nerds i'm damon father of two husband of one and i turn dad jokes into poetry oh, yeah. you may know me from such podcasts as damon does and in the stack the library podcast and i am the tattoo of the disputed <laughs> podcast places everyone places <laughs> thank you damon and welcome adjudicators i am dean i am the mr rourke of this fantasy island here. You can find me on so many podcasts. Now I've lost count. However, you can have a, head over to podscure.com and check them all out. We've got a lot and it's a bit of work. Good thing that really, this is really the only thing we've got going right now. I mean, next week, yeah, start next week. We'll be doing on Tuesday. We'll be doing our rehearsal for the next table read, which will then oh. be on the Tuesday after that. If you, I'm assuming you can make it, if you can't, I have some acts. I think I've double scared. If you, we can talk about this later. Yeah, but it's fine. If you can't, you can't. But we all have fun, and we've done it a few times now, and it's a blast. If you want to watch it, yeah, just head over to youtubecom pod and you'll see all the ones that we've done so far over there. They're a blast. If you're a fan of the show, and you're looking for top-notch acting. You'll get one of those two, and I guess you can <laughs> figure out which one. But we have so it's fan of the so show, Letter Kenny. That is right. It's hard not to. It's hard not to giggle and laugh. It's a good thing we rehearse, so we'd be on these things for like an hour and a half. <laughs> true, very true. What do you say we get into what happened while you were away? I know you watched at least some of it while we were. So the last episode, it was it was a pretty fucking fantastic episode. It would have been even better if you were here. But Acadia and our new friend Jeff Fita from Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, they brought their A-games. It was fun, really intriguing to watch them both go at it. I mean, they were just oh, going man. off. It, they were, I mean, it was a lot of smack talk, but it was all good fun. But yeah, that thanks to, thanks again. These, I love these fucking videos. Thanks to our, our good friends, Keith and Heather Mackey for making these. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Heather Mackey. That's M-A-K-I, number one. And then on Instagram at S-O-L Freedom 10. They've got. They've done a lot of characters. I mean, the entire cast of Letterkenny. Now they've got Reacher. Everybody we've done so far, they've got on there. Scrappers tournament, yeah. Yeah. And they have the whole cast of Disputed as well. They do. <laughs> Which uh, either, I don't know if they shrunk me down or, or brought you up, but 
<laughs> I think that'll be adjusted for next time. I, I, we had a conversation over Instagram, so I don't think I don't remember ever telling them how tall I was. So <laughs> it's all good. But anyway, uh, so as expected, I, at least I expected, Reacher was just far too capable for even one such as Rama. First, this was a well voted. This was out of all the episodes, this was the third most voted with a total of thirty eight votes. So we want to thank everybody who participated. But now. The numbers, Rama, he he tried his best. He only walked away with 23.7% of the votes, leaving our victor, Reacher, with 76.3%. So, that, yeah, thoughts on that, Damon? I wasn't surprised by <laughs> this one. We had talked about this on the episode where we, where we kind of discussed what had been going on so far, and we both predicted that Jack Reacher and Wayne would, prob would probably walk through at least their first-round matchups. Yeah. Where we were both wrong is where, <laughs> is, is where this matchup goes, actually, because this is the Cinderella side of the bracket so far. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, what do you say you go ahead and introduce tonight's episode? As soon as I can find it in the script. <laughs> Tonight's dispute brings together a most epic scrap between two heroes of their time. One brings his skills from his homeland to new shores to find his family. The other spent years in the shadows, honing his prowess to help those in Who are these more than capable competitors, you ask? Only two of the most terrific, terrifying, and tactical talents to ever torment a troublemaker. Assam from Warrior versus Robert McCall. The Eagle. Oh man. Gives me chills. Gives me chills. Woo! Oh, man. This, yeah, I'm I'm super, super looking forward to it. I don't, I don't know how much longer I can wait. I may just have to uh, introduce our first advocate for the evening. Tonight's first advocate is someone who hails from Seattle and now lives in the land of the weird Portland, Oregon. Not only is she one and one in the tournament, she keeps me up at night because I fantasize about her all the time. She's been called red, baby girl, and hot. However, you can call her and give it up for a tiara. Let's get it if I can add her to the stream. Here we go. <laughs> I'm a jerk. I'm a jerk. I think that was a. I can see her blush from here. I'm looking out the window. I'm so warm right now. Uh, yeah. Right. Hi. Hi. Uh, how are you? I'm okay. And this is why I should introduce her. Every time. <laughs> right. Every time he introduces me, he's like. Uh, Goes a little too far in. Oh, I could have gone much further. I know you could have. <laughs> I know you could have. <laughs> so, <God. laughs> baby girl, tell us who you're advocating for tonight uh, and why and what do you bring to the table? I am advocating for Robert McCall, who, I don't know, not somebody that I can just, you know, sum up in a word or two. So I'm not going to. He, the movies are amazing. Denzel Washington is still one of my top Insane. favorite actors ever. <laughs> so, of course, I'm going to absolutely love it. But also, the character being neurodivergent, it's like one of my favorite things to do is see see that, like, not portrayed in kind of a slapstick way, which it usually is, but more in a... I mean, yes, he's a cold-blooded killer, but, like, 
he also does all of these things because of this neurodivergence that he has. You know, the rest of that was, you know, history that we don't know about. So. All right. All right. <laughs> well, how about we now That's what bring... happens when you make me giggle right before you ask me a fucking question. <laughs> well, I, loosen you up a little bit. All right, Damon, what do you say we bring on our, our next contestant? Also, one and one, our next contestant, hailing from Pittsburgh, PA. He likes to compose weird songs in the bathroom, which is none of my business. <laughs> He's an author, Ken Poe Black Belt, and the 2021 DDP Yoga Positively Unstoppable Challenge Champion. He's also got hands so fast that he can take out Butterbean. Give it up for Brian! Hey! Two and one! Two and one. Two and one. That's right, you had three. Two and one. Yeah! I was used to take on a third one. I was like, no, 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 I've done enough homework now. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Can you do that again for me? <laughs> yeah, no, you have, I to, mean, you hey. have to like record it and then play it black, well, back in slow mo. Well, well, pro- play it black <laughs> in slow mo. Well, here's the problem. Part of my backstory is I went back in time and I cloned John Cena twice. <laughs> and I removed my hands and I hyperimposed him onto my wrist. That's why. <laughs> Can't see these hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. Yo, what's up with your boy Wayne, man? Like, I thought he was supposed to be an honorable hick. Mm-hmm. That was some dishonorable stuff right there. Hey, hey. Like, he's, that was some DJ behavior. He's the king of suckers. Ooh, that was some DJ behavior right there. <laughs> he was just, you know, putting it out there that, hey, guess what? I'm going to get you. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, I heard he's you've been gunning. Tough. I, I'm not only the toughest guy in Letterkenny, I'm the toughest guy in this ring. That's what he's saying, yep. I think. Oh, man. Poor, what, Wayne better hope he doesn't run into Assam because Assam will make him cry. Assam will send him back to looking for some of Katie's tarts. <laughs> <laughs> As I have to tug of war with the dog because she will not settle down to tug of war. Yeah, we had to so separate ours for once. Yeah, so I'm actually going to be fighting two battles here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the battle on screen. That's what we're advocating here advocating for. for and why. I am advocating for the often imitated, never duplicated, the man with the plan. He is the king. He is the triad's own unstoppable force. God, I can take cats out left, right, and center any which way he wants. So badass, he will walk into your hood and take you down and say, now stay the hell out of Chop Town. <laughs> My man. <laughs> awesome. Oh. Right nice. hand of Young Jin. <laughs> the the uh yeah. The he's he, you know, I'm I love these both these characters so much. Right. And all iterations of them. So yeah, they're Absolutely. they're all fantastic. I mean Oh yeah. I love McCall. I think McCall is such a great character. And I think that Den Denzel Washington is the only guy that could have brought this character to life the way he did. Like anyone mm. else, they might have done okay because McCall's just that good of a character, but when you look at no, no, certain... no. Denzel made this character. Like, <laughs> yeah, a well, lot... well, cause, well, because the thing is, is that the call from the old Equalizer show, mm-hmm. it was a pretty cool cat. But Denzel's like, no, this is this is my character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, 
I mean, he was white, granted, but he was British, so that made him. He had a little bit of cool. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah, I've, seen, cool. I've seen a couple episodes of the old Equalizer, and it's well for the '80s. It's really good. For, for, for the, the '80s, 80s he's on point. It was fine. For the '80s, he's on point. For the but, '80s, yeah. it was every other show that happened in the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it was better like, than Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Oh, by far. <laughs> I remember the name, and I vaguely have a picture in my head, but that's all I got Art, for that one. Better Art's than Simon and Simon and Simon. <laughs> Hunter. See, there Hunter. were Hunter there was, was so good. Many. There were so <laughs> many. Real good. <laughs> I've got to watch the theme song after this. I go to YouTube and watch the theme song after this. But what they turned it into was more, it made it more honestly believable. Like, I don't get any motivation in the 80s TV show. I just get this white man right. who's like, ha ha. And say, I'm making things better for you. And you're like, cool. Why? Who are you? What's uh, up? So, oh, don't. Don't worry, love. I am your one. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's a whole lot of white okay, singers. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> let's say, let's save it for the dispute here, which Another we can get to just after down. after yeah, yeah, we yeah. Uh, after we read the rules here. Right. Now these guys already know the rules, but just for the audience, Advocate One gets an opening statement of five minutes, followed by a two minute rebuttal from Advocate Two. So Advocate One is TR. Brian is two. Then Brian will give his five minute opening state statement. TR will give a rebuttal of two minutes. After that, Damon and I will ask questions of each of them. And if there are any, if there's anybody in the audience who's watching who wishes to ask a question, we may put that on screen and ask you those. And we'll finish that up with two minute closing arguments from each of you. Any questions? All right, let me bring up the timer of doom. <laughs> and and we'll bring TR over right here. And TR, if you are ready, go for it. Sorry. I am here tonight to talk about Robert McCall from the Equalizer movies. As I stated in round one, there is a TV show of the same name with Robin McCall as the main character. The Equalizer TV show will premiere season three later this year, and the third installment of the movie franchise will be in theaters next year. There has been discussion that the two characters are in the same universe, so they may be related, but they are not the same person. I say this to clarify because, as we were kind of talking about in the pre-show, there are three iterations of The Equalizer, and the one I chose was from the movies with Denzel Washington. Robert McCall was a highly decorated gunnery sergeant in the United States Marine Corps and a black ops operative and assassin for the Defense Intelligence Agency, who faked his death to start a new life and put his past behind him. After his wife died, he stayed out of trouble taking jobs at hardware stores and driving rideshare. He's a very unassuming older gentleman and is frequently underestimated by those who come across his path. McCall is in peak physical con condition for a man of his age due to his military history and healthy diet. He stays in shape by working physical labor, pushing dollies piled with cement. He is strong enough to drive a, corks a corkscrew through a man's chin and break a man's neck. He can assess situations in milliseconds and decide distance and threats faster than anyone, using the environment and objects in the room in a fight. There are lots of things that can make McCall interesting, and I talked about that more in depth in the first round. Round two is more about the direct fight between uh, the two round one winners. Today, McCall's fight is against Assam, the protagonist of Warrior. Assam is a very worthy opponent for McCall. They both have strong senses of empathy and justice that drives everything they do. They both feel the need to save the people they care about, even if it puts their own lives in danger. They are both incredibly skilled in hand-to-hand -hand combat and have proven they can kill with nothing but their bare hands. But there are a couple of big differences in the two men, the biggest being how the fighting styles have grown and evolved in the 150 years since Assam's time. Assam was an expert in Wing Chun 
and Jeet Kune Do in the TV show, which is not historically accurate. McCall is highly skilled in Krav Maga, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, street fighting, and many other styles. Not only does McCall know lots of ways to fight with just his hands, he also can, and will, use anything and everything around him in a fight. He can wield knives with great efficiency and, uh, and improvise weapons such as shot glasses, hammers, books, fire extinguishers, drills, shards of glass, nails, baking flour, teapots, a pair of glasses, and credit cards in a fight. He can assess the situation, as I said, in milliseconds. I said, I said that one twice. Uh, he has OT OCD and may be autistic. Rather than a hindrance, he uses his skill set to set himself up for the best possible outcomes. What may look like compulsive lining up of items on a desk is actually him figuring out what could be used as a weapon and positioning them and positioning those items so he can reach them if needed. His attention to detail is unparalleled. McCall doesn't want to fight. He gave that up years ago. But if he has to, he will win. I think if Assam and McCall had the chance to meet up in real life, I don't believe they would fight. I think McCall would be the first one to offer help in finding Assam's lost sister or to save the lives of Assam's neighbors when they are threatened. I believe Assam would help McCall take down the Russian gangs and he would respect McCall's desire for a quiet, nonviolent life. But if Assam stepped to McCall, it would be over in seconds. And I bank the rest of my time. You're muted. All right. Very well done. So let me go at your bank in 126 on the clock there. Let me write that down so I don't lose it. All done. All right. So, Mr. Tan, I will bring up the two-minute timer for you. And when you are ready, go. Okay. So here's the thing. McCall, everything that my, my other hand here has said is 150% accurate. Minus the fact that a song would fall to McCall. Here's the thing. Yeah, he's decorated. He's got his talent. He's got his skills. Absolutely. Things have evolved in since Assam's time. But there's one thing that you have got to understand. When you're in China, that is a different ballgame. Assam has been fighting for his life since day one. This guy, this is a guy who started out as a hothead little kid that couldn't walk the walk with his talk. And then he had to learn how to go from taking that ass whooping to giving that ass whooping. McCall might be very, very good at coming up with things in milliseconds, but if he takes even more, even a fraction of a millisecond to try to plant something out, Assam's already got him punched in the face 15 times before he knows what's going. Assam is just that fast. He's that accurate. And the one thing is that with him being a Wing Chun expert is that he is very very all over the place. It's hard to really differentiate that, not to mention the fact that Jiku Do was not around when Assam was. That was an invention of Bruce Lee from the 60s. So the fact that what Assam is bringing to the table is just a combination of traditional Wing Chun and street fighting techniques. And yeah, you might be trained very, very well in combat, but when you have something that's someone that's a street fighter and a traditional fighter, that can improvise, that's a whole lot of hell that you just ain't ready for. All right. Well, you're banking eight seconds there that you can use now that you will need to go to your five-minute opening statement, okay. sir. All right. So as I already stated, you know, when you look at a song, the one thing that a song does not do and the one thing that really, really has worked in McCall's favor is Assam does not, he doesn't 
take anything for granted. He looks at everyone that squares off with him as someone that could potentially be deadly to him. He does not underestimate his opponents. Now, you guys heard me talk about Hassan before. He came across the salt looking for his sister, trying to save his sister. Not only did his sister not want to be saved, she didn't want to be found, and she became one of his deadliest enemies besides the Irish and the cops, which is basically the extension of the Irish. Assam is ready if he has to kill his own flesh and blood, if he must. You don't want to mess with a guy that is willing to kill his own blood. If he's ready and willing to kill his own blood, imagine what he's going to do to you. Plus, with McCall, he's had to, he's perfected his skills, but even as an assassin, he's working in the shadows. All right. And when he's coming straight up with a lot of these people, they're coming in at him with, well, there's a bunch of us and one of him. This is an old guy. We can take him out. Like I already said, Assam's going to look at him and say, okay, this guy's squaring up on me. He's fight. He's ready to fight because he knows something. And Assam is going to know how to take, how to deal with that. He's not going to worry that he's given up size. Assam is shown in the season finale, season two finale of Warrior that he could fight outside of his weight class. He's also shown that he can deal with different fighting styles. If you look at season two, when he went to Mexico fighting in that tournament, he went up against all different types of fighters, traditional fighters, brawlers. I believe, if I recall correctly, Dean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was even a grappler, and he was able to make it work. He will be able to neutralize much of what McCall has coming. Plus, while McCall might be very, very, very good with weapons, his fatal flaw is also the one thing that would work tremendously, that makes him so endearing, that idea and sense of honor. Assam is an honorable guy too, but he is not going to hesitate to put that hatchet in your chest. He's just not. And if they fight in Assam's time, a lot of what McCall brings to the table is going to be nullified. His weapons skill is going to be essentially nullified. He's going to have to be able to fight with things that are far more rudimentary. If Assam is brought into the future, he can still pick up a brick and bust him upside his damn head. Not to mention the fact that if McCall does go to pull a gun, Assam is going to at least realize he knows what a gun is. So even if he if McCall shows up with an AR, just happens to pull one out of his ass, Assam will have a contingency for that as well. He at least knows that it, what a gun is. It's not like Assam is from the 1600s. He doesn't know what a boomstick is. Plus, you have to take focus on the fact that McCall is, while he's experienced and age doesn't mean everything, Age does play into a factor. He is not going to be able to hang with Assam in a long, drawn-out fight. He is just not going to have the endurance. And that is not a knock against him. It is just nature. Not to mention the fact that the plethora of injuries that this man has suffered in his time of service, it's going to work against him. It just is. And as soon as Assam sees what looks like might be the slightest fraction of an opportunity, he is going to take it. Assam is probably one of the most complete fighters 
in this entire tournament. He knows how to fight. He is completely strategic. He can go with you toe-to-toe, one-on-one in a traditional fighting sense, or he can brawl with you. And he is strong enough and fast enough to take shots that from much bigger men. Again, see the season two finale where he took some heavy-ass shots and just kept coming. The man is single-minded, single-purpose, and he is probably one of the more deadly fighters that McCall has run across. Granted, the Krav Maga will give him a bit of a leg up, and I'm going to use my final eight seconds yeah. for this final point. Go ahead. While the Krav Maga might be there, the fact of the matter is, is that the street fighting with the Wing Chun is going to help him get out of it because those heavy shots, he's already proven he can take. All right. Tiara, if you are ready, go ahead. All right. So the problem with being a hothead is you jump into a fight without thinking, putting those around you in jeopardy. All of Assam's problems send from his temper. If he hadn't beaten that guy, that gang leader's son as a child, forcing his sister into the life that she's in now, would he ever have come to America and suffered all of the things that he did? And also just as a point against things that you said, McCall is a street fighter and rarely uses guns. I'm not sure what injuries you are referring to that might come into play, but McCall has never been seriously injured, although I know Assam has almost been killed at least once. That's all I've got for rebuttal. All right. I will. You'll have another minute 15 to bank. Uh, Might help if I could type better. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and bring this, bring the, uh, the timer down for a second. And we'll have a bit of a chat here. So, Damon, do you have any uh, questions for Tiara? I do. All right. I do. All right. One thing that was mentioned was the age difference. How does McCall overcome that? Because, I, you know, we all know that, you know, in our 40s and 50s, we're not as, you're usually not as fast or as strong as we are in our 20s and 30s. What are you saying? What are you saying? (laughs) Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. What my twenty-year-old self says. I I was amazing. So anything. (laughs) I was already half man, half amazing. Now I'm just. (laughs) Your dog agrees. (laughs) Well, no, she's trying to chase the cat. Yeah. So. How does McCall keep in shape? How does he keep up that strength and that stamina? He pushes and picks up and carries hundreds of pounds of concrete every day and does it without he does it in the same way that Assam in his 20s and 30s was a coolie with all of the stuff on him that's how McCall stays in shape it's also how he kind of stays undercover with what he's doing because nobody looks at him and thinks that he's going to be as strong as he is because he's as old as he is but he's spent his life never getting seriously injured as far as we know and has been in excellent shape his entire life and so still is in excellent shape and could definitely whoop a lot of asses. All right. A lot younger asses, I might, <laughs> I might add. I think every single person whose ass he whooped in both movies was demonstrably younger than him. All right. So, Brian, mm-hmm. my question for you is, we both know Assam's a hothead. He has yes. been. <laughs> yes. And, yes, he and, has. And, and I think as we, we would all say, 
you know, that McCall is playing 3D chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, so how, I mean, you know, McCall's going to take advantage of that. How does Assam overcome that? How does he settle down in order to overcome that? It's not easy. It's absolutely not easy to do. But here's the thing. And the one thing that I will sort of touch back to is in his military career, he's had to have suffered some injuries. It's safe to assume that he suffered some. It might not be completely I never did. <laughs> I, I, with what he did, I mean, he, was un, he was essentially, you know, behind the scenes. He was an assassin. He wasn't like yeah. doing, you know, he wasn't doing front lines or machine work or anything heavy duty or artillery like mm -hmm. Dean was or anything like that. But I will say, though, that, you know, the heavy lifting, and I've done a lot of that as well, it does take its toll. You're going to, those aches and pains one day start to last a little bit longer and a little bit longer and a little bit longer to the point where you're, you're still strong, but things aren't working like they used to. And I, I was like that in my twenties. <laughs> I was like that. I was like that in my teens. <laughs> I think though, but I think the way that a song deals with that is, and he's had to do it tons of times in the show and you've seen him do it. He adapts in the situation. He is very good at adaptation. He, each time he sort of charges in, each time that he has done so, it's all, actually, you know what? I take, let me rewind a little bit. Assam is kind of like Spike and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, wherein he always has a plan, very smart, very well thought out, and then he gets bored or he gets pissed on. But he's way better at adaptation. And when he knows he has to fight, he's kind of like the Hulk. That rage is always simmering under the surface. And then he taps into that rage to help him overcome things. So I think that when he first goes into this fight, he's watching McCall. He's watching that analytics. He's, he knows that McCall is not dumb. And I think that what he starts to do is that he starts realizing that he has to unleash control. So that way he puts a little bit more on him and a little bit more on him and a little bit more on him and then dig into those reserves to basically overwhelm him. And I think that he's going to, because he can look and tell a smart fighter when he's going up against one. I mean, you look at the, the guy's name escapes me right now because I'm terrible with names, but his sister's boyfriend and, and right hand. Yeah, this uh, guy, I can only tell you the actor's name, Joe Taslam. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is. A, and you can actually tell in his fighting, he is very smart and he is taking advantage of Assam's impetuous, na impetuous nature. But if you notice that what each time Assam goes up against him, he does a little bit better and a little bit better. Now, granted, I think that that experience alone, him going up against McCall, it's going to be enough for him to get by there. And I think also this victory against Dylan Leary, as well as the victories that he had in the fight in the uh, Mortal Kombat Mexico tournament <laughs> will also help him along because he's also, he's a strategist in that rage. He's, he can also strategize. He can also come up with a very, very keen strategy and he can just warm McCall in because he's showing McCall, Hey, I was tailor-made for you to take out. And just as McCall starts to get comfortable that he can take him out, flips the script. All right. 
Damon, you got any other questions? Let me think. Um, and audience, if you if you have questions, if you're especially if you're on YouTube, you can go in there and put in a comment, and we'll get the question in. But yeah. when in doubt, a wizard did it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question about the time periods, but I think that's been answered. The age difference was answered earlier. No, I don't. I don't have any more questions at the moment. They, they y'all, everything that I wanted to bring up, you either brought up in the in your you know your first five minutes or in a rebuttal just recently. So no, I don't. All right. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I mean, I, cause I always, when I think about these things, I always ponder what it would like, what it would be like for each one, each of the other to be in the other guy's shoes. Now, Brian, if you, if you take Assam and put mm -hmm. him in the same role as Robert McCall, but he's Assam mm -hmm. instead of Robert McCall, is he, is, is he as successful at doing what he does? I, well, I think that. No, you know what? I was getting ready to say, I don't think Hassan puts himself into the situations, but he did so already in season one. So I do think so. I think Hassan does put himself into everything. And I think he is quite successful because, yeah, McCall is playing 3D chess while everyone else is playing checkers or badminton. But I also think that Assam is just as intelligent. Assam is an intelligent fighter. Assam is always looking for weaknesses. He may not do it in an analytical, and I really, really love the way that it was brought up by T a second ago with the way McCall's mind works. And I never thought that, you know, like, they're almost the same fighter as far as being able to analyze. They're almost the same fight. I was waiting it's for you to just... get there. Because <laughs> yeah. I honestly, they... like, the, their storylines, if you take out some key parts, are very similar. Yeah. The biggest difference being Assam, for at least a big part of it, is a part of a team that sometimes says things that aren't the moral you know, where, right. whereas McCall wouldn't, McCall would, re would refuse to do anything that he did not think was right. morality. So and I think, and I think that's, what's going to give Assam the advantage because Assam will take advantage of that. If he has to, he may not like it, but he will. And I think that Assam would probably be, I don't want to say more efficient than McCall because that's sacrilege, but he would be, he, his efficiency would be a lot more different because he does have that more moral gray area where he'll do what needs to be done to get the job done. Where McCall is looking for, he's almost wasting time looking for ways to make sure there's no real collateral damage. Rasam is like, you're just going to get your days fucked up and you shouldn't have been there. I'll feel bad about it later. But I will feel bad about it. All right. Well, it looks like we've got a, a question real quick from our buddy Joe Vita over at the Kung Fu Drive-In uh, podcast. What, what are each character's greatest weaknesses and what would be the greater liability in a battle? TR, I'll let well, you go first. That is a great question. All right. I think McCall's greatest weakness is his desire to live a quiet, nonviolent life because he can't help but try and save somebody who's in trouble 
because he feels like he's got the skills, so he has to do it. There's no one else who's going to do it. So I, I feel like that's also his greatest liability. It's that empathy for the people that he does care about. Kind of reminds me of somebody I know who would, you know, he would gladly put his own health and safety on the line to make sure that other people didn't get hurt. So I think that... Yeah, I think that fits there. And by the way, I misspoke. It's Jeff Fita. I think I said Joe, so I apologize. So, <laughs> Brian. I think for Assam, one of his greatest weaknesses is his temper. And it's easy to sort of goad him into a fight. And even, like, he, he has the Marty McFly syndrome. He'll try to walk away, and then you say that one thing, and it's just like, now you're kicking your ass. And I, but I think, though, that Assam is good enough to back it up. I mean, he went after the Irish. He went after Dylan, went after Dylan Leary. Knowing how much bigger than him he is. Knowing that he was rolling his hood to his bar, fighting in his ring, in his rooms. He knew it, but he was pissed. And he was just that damn good. And I don't, and that's not really a liability because he had the balls to not only whoop his ass and then say I'll stay the fuck out of Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> and I think for my opponent, <laughs> McCall, yeah, he wants that quiet life. And it's all about his guilt. And I think that with McCall, now granted, He's got he's to have regret. He's it's, got blood in his not, ledger. It's not a guilt. No, it's not a guilt. He promised his wife that he would right. never go back. So I don't and think it's guilt. It. I think, like, he doesn't feel guilty that he does these things. I do not think that that is an emotion that even crosses his mind. Well, maybe I not think... guilt, but he, he feels bad that he's breaking promises. Yes. He does and regret that's... the promises to his wife being broken. If that's going to be something that eventually, when you start, when that starts to weigh on you, it's going to cloud you. Is it a great liability? No, because he might give in to his rage. Like, how dare you make me break a promise to my wife? <laughs> now he's fighting the Psalms game. If that happens. I think my, for me, in my own view, and I don't know, is that a Psalms week, I mean, putting a Psalm in McCall's world, fighting, yes strategizing tactics no he doesn't he i don't think he can i mean i'm mccall knows he knows where they're gonna be he's even set up his apartment with cameras <laughs> and things like that so you know he's prepared he's like again 3d chess <laughs> the, yeah i, I don't well, i don't he, he i doesn't, think he, he doesn't have the training of mccall to be able to do that right no not at all but he does know but he i guarantee you though that if you put mccall in those streets of San Francisco, mm -hmm. in Chinatown, he will not navigate those streets as well as Assam does. Assam knows that like the back of his hand. And there has to be, there is a strategy. That's what I'm saying. I think the difference between the two is age and training. Mm. They're almost the same guy. Like, honestly, if you look at, let's, if you fast forward Assam about 30, 40 years, You've got McCall. It's just that he doesn't have the military training. This guy's learning on the streets. Mm. He's learning in the concrete jump. At a time where he also has to make use of another very, very, very strong ally that he has. 
It's people not realizing that he is bilingual. Yep. Yeah. And he's also got to do things a lot smarter because you already saw where he learned from his mistake, where he went to go save Mayor's wife, not realizing where he's at, gets taken out. Never made that same mistake again. He always knew. He had his situational awareness down pat. And he was able to strategize and do the stuff that he was doing without getting caught. Even though they know, they knew who that quote unquote Joe Chinaman is. <laughs> they knew who he was and he still got it done. And, and he is able to work alone and strategize with the crew. Now, I know, I know, TR, I didn't give you a chance to really no, answer but about. No, also, I, sorry, okay, yeah. yeah, I had to look up something because I was like, oh, I can't lose, I can't lose this thought. Okay, so. Uh <laughs> so, so mine was the same question that I had asked Brian earlier about putting McCall into mm. Chinatown. Now, Brian's already answered his view of that. What is, what's your view on that? So I think if he was transported back in time and, you know, still contained all of his faculties, the fact that he speaks English, Russian, Spanish, Turkish, Yiddish, Arabic, and French, maybe, would probably, I know it's not Chinese, but having that many languages is definitely an easy way to pick up other languages. I know this from people who do speak multiple languages. So I don't think any language barrier would be an issue. I think he would overcome that really quickly. I think because there's not there's not any official record of what happened to him before he was in the military, but we know that he had a pretty shitty childhood in and out of foster homes and orphanages because his parents were dead. And when it's referred to street fighting in his bio, that's essentially where he learned it all from. So, like, if you took off the last 30 years, like what you were saying, add 30 years old with McCall, if you take off 30 years, you are looking at a psalm. I think he would look at a psalm as being very similar to him younger. If they were to meet back then and fight, it would almost be the same thing. He doesn't rely on the weapons. He's very master. He's mastered lots of different weapons, but he doesn't rely on them. The weapons that he uses most often is whatever's in the facility, the vicinity, and that can literally Multiple be, tip. yeah, it can be anything. Like anything. He, the shot glass is my favorite kill of all the movies, <laughs> and you can definitely find shot glasses there. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, one of the things I was just thinking was how if they were put together in in one show. I mean. That it would be a Sifu grasshopper type of mm. <laughs> type of it relationship. Really yeah. It really would. He would it absolutely really would. look at us all and be like, let me help you control that temper <laughs> and put a little more thought into things so you don't end up suffering those beatdowns that you have to recover from. <laughs> like he would be like, let me help you help teach you and get you there. Like you've got this skill and this power, but you need more. See, and I, that's I that is what makes it very, very difficult, period, mm -hmm. is because you are looking at essentially the same guy, just in different stages of life. Yep. You the, know, the, I, the biggest, like, it was like I was saying before, though, that biggest difference being Assam gets himself into these scrapes, not on purpose. He's not walking, well, he is sometimes walking in looking for a fight, but... He it just kind of follows him and he falls into it because white woman is pretty or, you know, <laughs> that guy's being mean to that guy. You know, that's 
And that's what McCall does too, but he doesn't just jump in. He looks at it and goes, that guy's being mean to that guy. Let me figure out a way to make this better. And he'll do it without, sometimes without even being known to be the one doing it. So, like, I just, I feel like if we're going back in time, McCall would be fine. If we're going forward in time, I think Assam would only really, the biggest struggle for him would be that temper every in any timeline all right well let's yeah, sorry. let's, let's uh, you know actually <laughs> i think if you're ready we should probably do the 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 closing arguments i think that'd be best so let me go ahead and bring the timer back up here and here we go brian is gonna go first and here we go we, we've established quite a few things. We've been able to come to a lot of even ground. We're able to make a lot of allowances for each other's arguments. Because at the end of the day, these are two amazing characters that are extremely similar. But I just, I can't get past the fact that while, yes, experience is very, very important, truly is, there, there are times where the youthful brashness will eventually overtake. In the, I don't want to say the old line because I'm almost resembling that remark, but the seasoned lion will have to give call, give ground to the young lion and stick around as a sort of mentor. And I think that that's what happens here. I think these guys get into it. I think that McCole finally meets the younger version of himself, a la Will Smith and Gemini Man. And he. <laughs> eventually realizes that the young lion just has a little bit more than he's able to deal with at that time anymore. 15 years earlier, he probably could have whooped it off, but not now. And then he realizes that he needs to help teach this young whippersnapper how to control that rage so he can be even better and that he can rule Chinatown and not need young Jim. But I think that this is actually a straight up, there are no weapons involved. These two guys fight each other as God intended sportsman like because hey Andre the Giant says it it must be true <laughs> and but I think though that at the end of the day I think that fury those fists of fury are just a little bit too much to equalize <laughs> all right okay <laughs> Diara Devon Devon you ain't the only one <laughs> <laughs> all right Diara Let's go. All right. Robert McCall isn't called the Equalizer for no reason. It's not a nickname. It's his way of life. McCall is calm and collected under the most extreme pressure. Assam is hot-headed and quick to jump into or start a fight. McCall knows and understands his surroundings and calculates odds, not just for himself, but innocent people around him. Assam starts fights. McCall finishes them. McCall always gives people the opportunity to do the right thing. So right now, voters, you can do the right thing and vote for Robert McCall. All right. Well done, you two. Well Are you a done. politician? Yeah. You you watched Shin Hulk today. That's what no, you've done. No, no, I did not actually. <laughs> All right. I watched uh, a lot of true crime though. All right, friends. <laughs> so now that the dispute has ended, we need you to do something. Go and vote. You go to sputedpod.com slash Assam V. McCall right down at the bottom of your screen if you're watching. If you're, you could already be on our website right now looking at it and vote at this very moment. So it's there for you. Also, on top of that, if anything you need to know from us, you can find on our links, disputedpod.com slash links. We also have merch. 
disputedpod.com slash merch, as well as all the other Podsecure shows on podsecure.com. So, friends, what do you think? Demand? Wow. <laughs> I had my thoughts on how this was going to go and probably how I would vote. And you usually I have it. It takes it. I don't get my opinion swayed very much. This one, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just the way you got you, the way this came together, it's so close. It's so equal. The arguments were not only were great against each other, they were also kind of complimentary. It was an amazing, it was amazing battle we had. So I'm a different kind I'm of debater. <laughs> She's a master debater. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just beat me. Off by half a second. <laughs> but man, this is this honestly, this is what this episode is another perfect example of what the show is all about. Like not only learning about the characters, not only the argument, but or the, the it, disagreement and just like we can also come together and kind of come into a middle ground, which is apt when one of the characters is named the equalizer. So, <laughs> um, yes. So whoever, so whichever character goes on is going to be an absolute handful. I concur with that very much. You know, Brian, since you are our second advocate, I will go ahead and ask you if you have any information plugs you'd like to give about yourself and your stuff, aside from you being our yoga instructor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm happy to be your yoga instructor as well. This guy, I can touch my toes now again because of this guy. Woo! Like, that is, that is awesome. awesome, right? That's amazing. Hell yeah. That just made my night. <laughs> I can, I, can I can touch your toes, too. <laughs> I bet you do, dirty boy. That's none of my business. No worries, fine. But yes, if Hands you are... Hands see him. <laughs> All right, damn. <laughs> I swear, there that is not lotion beside me. I swear. If you are in the, uh, the greater Pittsburgh area and you are looking to own your life, Get in touch with me. Go to infinityacademypgh at gmail.com and get set up a time. Do some DDP yoga. Start to earn your life using dynamic resistance. There's a system set up by WWE Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page that is designed to stretch and strengthen not just your muscles, but your ligaments and tendons as well. And you can own your life just like I did three years ago. Actually, three years ago tomorrow. Well, that will be my three-year DDP yoga anniversary. I was nice. 390 pounds waiting to die. Now, I walk around. I walk around at I, I, my lowest weight as an adult. was I got myself down to 218 pounds. Put on a few more. When I put on some muscle, lean and mean, get it done. But I'm also an author. And unfortunately, my publishing house... Um, closed its doors oh, no. and I, I made the decision that i am going to re-release all my books and all of my future books i will be doing it all on my own self-publishing so in the coming weeks i will be up until october i will be re-releasing all of my books a little bit at a time my upcoming release is going to be my erotic crime thriller ed and livy and it's about a man and a woman who meet at a very, very difficult period and fall in love and decide they are done being victims. You'll be able to pick that up on Amazon next month. I will be re-releasing 
my my sci-fi series, which is a spinoff to my writing partner, Kendra Souders, book series, The Permutation Archives, which she will be releasing as well. We will be releasing that entire seven book series in tandem with each other. My book series, The Permutation Archives Division, The John Baker Chronicles, follows the perfect genetically created soldier. He was bred to hunt and kill a terrorist. But what will the government do when their perfect killing machine fights back? And then in October, for you vampire fans, if you like urban fantasy, then you will love the Path of Redemption series that will be released following vampire enforcer Bryce Creed in his first two adventures, The Enforcer and The Hunted. When a paramilitary blood cult is hunting down the mistress vampire Enya Blake, she calls the monster that the shadows fear. The Enforcer, Bryce Creed. All right, my oh my, that's a lot of stuff. You've been up to, you've been up to some work. <laughs> <laughs> little bit, little bit. All right, Tiara, what do you got? I don't think I got anything. I got you, babe. <laughs> I got you. Uh, <laughs> do, 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 do. What do we have? We have a table read coming up. Yeah, uh, we do. And really, that's about it. All right. Well, I'm not doing much right now. It's you're, not, make, it's you're, not ma- a bad you're making me smile. So. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I've got enough anxiety to before taking on anything else. So. All right. <laughs> so, Devon, what's ne- what's up next? You will, will, wow, um, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. The on, room. <laughs> on September first, seven p.m. Pacific. 10 p.m. Eastern, we return to the Elite A with our good friends Awesome and MC Amazing as they advocate for Cato from the Green Hornet versus is, Wayne from Letterkenny. This is just a rematch between them two, period. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it is because he was at was it he was advocating oh, for Johnny. That's yep. right. <laughs> that's awesome. He's getting he gets another shot with a much better with a much better Object. with a much better character. Yeah, to advocate for. So this will yeah. be interesting. Uh, still this will not be the walk that the last one was. I still say that Johnny should beat the shit out of him. Oh, no. all right. <laughs> we'll have to discuss this up. So until next time, I'm Damon. I'm Dean. And remember, everything is disputed. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. and We are now asking you to go vote for your champion. We want to thank our advocates for their amazing defense of their champions. And finally, we'd like to thank the musical artists who created the music that helps make our show so great. We've got Hard Fight by Tajirigis. Game Changer by Icolix. Fight Club by Evil Bear Boris. Fight Makes Right by Atake. And This Party Sucks by Done With Fish. They can be found on freemusicarchive.org or on artlist.io. See you next time.